Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's good, internet? Natalie is still in. Stop! No, you wow! <laughs> wow! Could be anything. Could be anything. It's true. What's good, internet? <laughs> Welcome to the holidays. Welcome to Waypoint Radio. I mean, with some other friends, like I. Well, now. No God, are you fucking what? That's deleted. We deleted that. Bit. I don't Did want to. Uh, well, now we have to delete this. <laughs> murder me. Not a murderer. I don't know, but could... all right, take three. <laughs> Can you just bleep all those things? Yeah, I will. Gonna, we're just gonna run from here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, welcome to the holiday episodes here of Waypoint Radio. We are looking back at the year and at the decade for all of our favorite video games, and also tomorrow, at some point this week, uh, some other stuff. Also, non-video game things. If only the audience had the preamble that we had. We had an up to incredible this podcast. You'll never hear it. You'll never, never hear it. Too many personal details. But uh, from one. Natalie Watson and her times in Final <laughs> Fantasy 14. I've been having some times. <laughs> How many times? About, I think I'm at like 265 hours now. Okay. She told us 300. We get on the podcast. Uh-huh. It's 265. Hold on, though. Great when did you start? <laughs> September 27th. <laughs> Very good. Those are the it voices. Is, what is the date? Today's the, the December sixth. Patrick so Klepek, do the math. Ricardo right. Contreras, <laughs> Rob Zachney here with a beer. Also, I have a beer. Cheers. 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 Yeah. What the fuck? Where are the beers? You got to get one. Okay. It's on the. Which one do you want? You want the Christmas? You want the Two Hearted Ale? The celebration. Disease. I can do this Fresh one hop. too. Careful. There's careful, a little. Careful. Me. It'll be. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Just You're gotta good. be You're careful. Fine. It's fine. We are here to talk about. Hold on. We got to talk about. La- we got to talk about last night. It's, it's short. What happened last night? So the best. Well, for one, you're welcome. Thank you. Bears. Now, by the time people hear this, the Bears will have already been. They're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. <laughs> so are the Eagles. They ran with the, the table. worst record. We're gonna meet again, and no, we would Oh, oh we my god. Well, no, we could because you could win your division. We would host a wild, and then you would host a wild card. A wild card game. Fuck, that'd be great. Oh, uh, for that, uh, oh, I wish we were still here. It's not gonna happen. The Eagles are gonna figure out how to fuck it up even further. So, so yeah, so are, so are the Bears. They're gonna lose the Packers in a week, and it'll all and fall apart. Be over. Anyway, Rob and I just a uh, uh, we're out here recording these podcasts in person. Just of all the fact that Thursday night football happened to be the Bears, mm-hmm. and then we're in town together, and we're like, this is awesome. Like we're gonna go watch the game together. Um, and I allowed Rob to pick where we went, and he picked a good place. Like it's gonna be a little. <laughs> He said it like it was you, a, you an give exception me the to the eye rule. As you, though there hasn't been multiple instances of you being given responsibility over where to go, and then things go awry. Everyone has a great time. <laughs> Eventually. 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 We get there. 
So he picks a great place. And we get because and he looked up specifically, like we needed a sports bar, right? Like yeah. not just a TV on, but a place that would like eventually switch the audio yeah, yeah, yeah. to listen to the game. And we What is what that? You, Why are you No, I'm saying head? it is not that sort of place, sadly. No, it is wow. a place that people go when they say, like, I want to go to a sports bar. You and so they're the showing towel? sports, yeah. but no one is watching Patrick, the there's sports. There's a detail I didn't tell you. When I, when I okay, looked at, uh-huh, pause. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. like all his income, like giving me the shade, like this is it. There's always a fucking butt. <laughs> the next day so also. Yeah, I didn't, that, he hasn't told me this yet. The thing that convinced me it was a sports bar was that indeed on their website they did sort of foreground what a good sports bar they are for Six Nations Rugby. <laughs> Which in <laughs> retrospect maybe yeah. does not imply they're a sports bar for... North American football or any other American sport, but might be for the sort of people who make a point of being into Six Nations rugby. So this is an important point because (laughs) we get there. uh, They got a nice beer selection. We got a good spot where we can see a ton of TVs. Big TVs, presumably. Big enough. Big enough. They could have been bigger. A lot of them. But a lot of them. So it made up for the lack of size. But... uh, we realized quickly, like, it's like they're doing the pre-show and it's like the sound's not coming on. And then like, we asked the, you know, the guy, you know, the waiter and he's like, is there any chance we could turn the sound on? And he's like, he gave us a look of like, do you know where you are? Like, like he's like, I'll ask. We never got an answer, but that was the yeah, answer we got. The answer was we'll ask. So we're like, shit, we had already ordered food. We had a beer. I was like, well, maybe we'll just watch it silently and we'll like go, I'll call some other place and ask if they have the sound done and we'll just walk or take a cab. And then I don't know how this occurred to me, but in a fit of like two and a half beers in, I just look at Rob and I was like, I, th- I think I know how to solve this. Patrick Lathe of Heavens, uh-huh. a fucking app <laughs> into being. And I had heard about this app years ago and it was just like, I don't have it still on my phone. I don't even know what it's fucking called. And I just started searching through my folders and I looked at my TV folder and it was with Tunify. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, you, the pitch is you point it at what it's for being at a sports bar. And if you can't get the audio on and you want to listen to the game, you point it at the TV and then you can listen to the audio. What? What? Excuse me? And this thing fucking worked from across the room. No. Like I was far, like Patrick, you were zooming in trying to like fill the frame. Is it a mic? What is it? So what, what, it, is what it I believe in? what it no 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 but I believe what it is doing it is looking for graphics right, like a match. Fox logo or it's right. like it sees football it scans for what's on football right, right, right. and it pulls up some web stream but like right. it pulls up the Fox broadcast audio and it even has a little slider for latency so you can like line up like their voices in mm-hmm. real time to to get it to work and so we're these fucking I'm assholes. Beep this. this is Yahoo I didn't this anime. Is Yahoo all anime. Again. What? They're gonna shut. You're gonna. We're gonna get yeah, this shut down. Gonna no, make is, sure to beep this. This has thumb. been around for years. Is this legal? So it was Yahoo yeah. anime. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when I'm ever gonna use this again. This was like a. I've wow. Had this, I've had this for years, and it was like a once in a lifetime moment where, uh, and we like you know like when you go to like a. a any sports game and like people want to hear the announce like they're local sports announcers. Mm-hmm. So you'll see like the older guys like like with like a headphones on listening to the announcers oh, yeah, even yeah, though yeah, they're yeah. at the game. Yeah. We were those guys Amazing. in a bar and the Bears started crushing the Cowboys. Just like I'm like Rob is both uh, thinks it's funny and is also increasingly annoyed that I'm standing up on my seat and like cheering, <laughs> like actively rolling. That's his... what you meant by embarrassed. <laughs> there was clearly a moment where like I was getting up to stand up uh-huh. and and you were just like, 
Pat Patrick. 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 <laughs> this is like Patrick. last year when we went out to team dinner for the holidays. Or maybe that was for for the stream. And Patrick got the like dirty stare down at that restaurant from those <laughs> two ladies who left because of how loud Great. Patrick Get out. was. We were spending a lot of money at that, that restaurant. You don't remember that? I don't remember ladies staring at us. There was exactly. I don't remember that Patrick. either because we were doing just we were fine. Fun. We were having fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Ralph. I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, you were being really obnoxious. <laughs> At the bar that we were at for PAX. In oh, Boston. that's true. <laughs> that's true. Rob and I were like, oh, yeah. In Cotto, you too. God, remember <laughs> you know, sometimes we were going we to just got to live it up a little. <laughs> remember we were going to leave and that guy started playing? They started playing a fucking, was it a Radiohead song? With the yeah, Sonic like, hat. With the guy with the, the Sonic, Sonic hat. Remember we were like, wow, I'm surprised you never heard Radiohead. Da, 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 da. And we started to leave and then they started playing literally the Radiohead yeah. song that we were oh, talking about. Oh, that was wild. That was wild. That Good was trip. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, when you sat on the floor. Mm-hmm. Patrick keeps getting increasingly hype as Mitchell Trubisky turns in the performance of his life. Like it was everything you've wanted yeah. from the Bears for years. Like just demolishing the Cowboys. And that's also the Cowboys, who, even though they're a bad team at this point, they're still the they're, fucking Cowboys. Yeah. Like, so you still get an <laughs> yeah. extra little bit of joy. And, and they're a good team with a bad season, yeah, which I think yeah, is an yeah. important that's difference. Important. And it's just like Really good. You're starting to get the reaction shots of dudes on the sidelines looking like how did my each other. life end up in this? Like, how did it come to this moment? Right. Not just demolishing the team on the field, but like driving a wedge between people. Oh, you're seeing, uh, yeah, Jason Witten, who like retired from the NFL, went to be, get, become a commentator, came, was convinced to come back to the Cowboys. He's just screaming on the sidelines. And you're like, we're destroying people. Yeah. Like Jason oh. Garrett like crumbled into dust and blew away. Uh live on live <laughs> and Patrick on the like, Woo! <laughs> so but the other thing is this What's crowd the vibe. Yeah. This yeah. crowd is actively sports hostile. <laughs> like people are this there. This is not Six Nations rugby. <laughs> they are there for a quiet, like fake English pub right. vibe. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh. And here we are. Crucial like, detail we have left out. Oh yeah. So we're looking. The bear, so the, the game starts and the Bears immediately give up like a touchdown. And we're like, ah, fuck, this is going to be one of those games. We're actually just going to have to sit here and talk to each other and pretend <laughs> the game is. I mean, this in the sense of like, yeah. we're not going to enjoy the game yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to have to, it'll just be Maybe there. Maybe we'll leave it to half. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, then the Bears just go on a tear through the, the rest of the game and it'll just crush them. And we're, you know, we're screaming, we're having fun and having a good time. And uh, I, I remember early when we sat down, I remarked. On it, I was like, "This is I was like, "This is a sign of a good bar." Like, this is fun. And I looked at the menu, and the menu said, "Mystery beer and shot, eight dollars." <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> so, and I pointed it out, no, not thinking in any world is Rob on board with this. Like, it's a cute thing for me to say. But then Mitch Trubisky <laughs> threw an interception and a bad one. He tried oh, to no. throw it out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he mit. He fell he short. Out of he fell oh, short he of out of bounds. To the defense. <laughs> now that's you know, you know what I know. You know what's inbounds, Austin? Cornerbacks. Yeah. yeah. And he turns to me. He's like, "We're getting one of those." And I'm like, "Oh, look, not well, me." What'd you I, get? So, one, we order it, and the guy just like, not amused. <laughs> just like you, really. You you did you, you like assholes the, are like going the, to order this the, the the sports vibe. This is just an atmosphere yeah. thing. No, this is to get it. People don't actually order right. this. Right. Um, <laughs> and so we order it, and then it takes a while for us to get it, and then because they're trying to find the brown paper bags. <sighs> yes, 
And when I and also when I said when it said Mr. Beer in a what? shot, I thought I got to choose the shot, and I was like, oh, I don't like doing shots, but I was like, I can no, do whiskey. I can do whiskey, and then I could shot, and then I could sip it. I was like, I was like, oh, dude, like if we get almost anything other than whiskey, like you're gonna get sick. Yeah, I was like, I can't do that. Like we have I to was, record a bunch of podcasts. Well, no, today. but literally, like I, I, I just won't be able to drink it. Like All I'm right. just gonna have to dump it. Like it's just not gonna work out. I'm like, let's see what happens. And then I noticed out of the corner of my eye, I was like, ah, shit. I've been to one of these places before back in my 20s. Like, when they give you a free shot, what they're giving you is like a small mixed drink. And so what we got the first time was something lemonade which I think later explains <laughs> I think, why. I think it was a bee's knees. Which later explains why Rob was like, the right side of my stomach hurts a lot. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because I think one of those shots was like something deeply acidic that yeah. we took. And then we did it one more time when they were on a tear. Time both times, both times, let's be clear, prompted by Rob Zachney. <laughs> and he goes, we're getting another one of those. He's like, cool, let's go. Let's go. Let's um, and the second one thus put an end to the run of these because we got something that was much bigger and tasted like marshmallows. And fuck ew, you. Ew. It's like marshmallows, pineapple, and fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a mix I want. No, it was bad. No. But the Bears won. Bears won. They're all happy. It actually turned out well because being mixed drink shots, there wasn't that much alcohol. It was just like, yeah, they were just yeah, good sugar mostly. And we got good beers, actually. Oh, yeah. No, we paid way less for the beer because that's always the trick because like, you can't beer. pick. Yeah, it's an all right, it's all right bar. But they it's had no have, bad beer. Right, like, exactly. The, yes. like, we might not have gotten what I think you, you got a Ticat. Are we going to Pacifico? The second round, they were trying to break us a little bit. So, <laughs> I'll but, drink it. Oh, my I God, that got, one. I got the sour ale. I hate sour ale. Yeah. They knew. Uh, he got a ghost beer, and apparently that's a thing, and a bunch of our followers on Twitter were like, oh, that's delicious. And I was like, does not seem... Which was just right after Rob, I I taste it, and I was like, Rob, I don't even be like weird, ask you to drink my beer, but like, you you need to taste this. And he yeah. had it, and was like, oh boy. <laughs> it was so, like, you know how you, like... Like face it puckering? It, yeah. No, no, no. It is important to be able to categorize things. Sure. Like, just to feel comfortable. What is an immersive with, like, sim, for instance? <laughs> <laughs> but you need to, like, okay, I know, like, roughly what is in this. Right. I know the flavors. Like, this is the thing I put in my mouth. Sure. I know roughly what it tastes of. This triggered... No associations Ooh, or memories. Whatsoever. That's why it's a ghost beer, dude. It was terrifying. It was like, it was like drinking void. <laughs> wow. Weird, fucked up, you're, sour void. You're honestly so uh, selling me on. Yeah, it. I'm interested. Yeah, it was like this is a thing that exists in the Dishonored world, right? Like absolutely. <laughs> like, like this is like that's why it's called a ghost. It's like you get a ghost rating yeah. at the end of an immersive sim level. You and, get seen, and also it doesn't call itself a beer. It was like it's a malt beverage, which. Now my, that's uh -huh. implies yeah, yeah. things, yeah. but apparently this is a well-regarded brand. So like it is, it is like a type of beer, I guess. What was it called? You took the photo. Long uh, Island just, Slow. Oh, that's a good name. It is a good name. What's it called? Uh, I think Long Island Slow or Island Slow. It's a good name. Sorry, I don't know. Wow. So anyway, Tunify. You can aim it at a TV yeah. and you can listen to a broadcast. It, yeah. Probably I'm not so like HBO, but for sports. You should try it with HBO, though. See what happens. Let us know. Wow. I think what happens is because one time when I aimed it, it didn't quite catch it. And it's like, couldn't find the channel. Oh, the other thing you can do is called Quick Tune. And I don't know how it's what it's doing, but it just brought up a couple of broadcast feeds you could just pick from. And then it would send it to your yeah, headphones. Yeah, it worked. Uh, but it was great. There were a couple of people who left the bars, I heard. Uh, I, the, the, you did not hear this. There was a couple who left the bar. And <laughs> See how often this happens with me and Rob? Yeah, I this do. Is, <laughs> this is our relationship. And... <laughs> I hear this was like shortly after Patrick had been acting out, um, and like a child. I hear, I hear one of the people leaving. It was thirty-one to being ten. Like, you know, I'm glad someone has something in their life that makes them that happy. 
Like, that was, you know, like, like, I wish I was that into my It's a little patronizing, isn't it? Yeah. It is a little bit. But that's okay. It is. I'm but also, ta- they I'm were, they were probably cutting their evening a little shorter than they'd intended. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish I enjoyed this evening as much as he enjoyed this football. <laughs> they don't even know, they don't, they don't even know which one we were looking at. Yeah. There are multiple right. games on. True. Although by the end of the night, it had all the, all the TVs. Were. You weren't wearing that's that. the game was so good. I was not. I wore this because they won. Right. It's a celebratory shirt. Yes. Can Did we you pack it just in case? Talk yes. about. I didn't bring my, I didn't bring my Bears festive jacket. I thought about it. Video games. <laughs> sure. How long has it been, Kata? It's been about 40 minutes. That can't be true. Keeping it tight. No, it can't be. It can't be. There was no, a, that oh, was wait. not 40 No, no, minutes. no. That's, that includes a story we, that's not going to get cut. It's 20 right? minutes. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Anyway. Lead in. Well, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back. <laughs> wait, really? <laughs> we have to take a break. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Do sure. we? Yeah. yeah. We do for ads. Breaks. Yeah. Oh, I didn't When we that. come back, we're going to talk about the greatest video games of the decade. Hopefully it's not some foreign army. Let us know. Oh, for the advertisement. Yes. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Let us know. We'll get it flagged. Happy holidays. Depends on which foreign army. <laughs> nope. <laughs> when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. And we're back. So, as we've set up earlier this week, we have rules this year. Because Patrick insisted on it. I did. Because he's a dad. Mm-hmm. And he said, no more five-star run times. Damn. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> I can't believe. This is the reaction I was going for, though. You I... doing this is exactly why I wanted to set the structure. Natalie looks down and downtrodden. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> It's not my fault that sometimes I think more. <laughs> and you know what? True. I say more. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. And maybe I talk longer. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with Agreed. that. Agreed. I think 30 minutes is bullshit. That is no time. That is time for me to say hello. <laughs> You're going to hear something really bad in a second. What? You actually actually only give five minutes. (laughs) What? It's a 30-minute podcast. Well, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. But but we know there's topics that are not... So we're talking about games of the decade. Yes. And that means that we each have one of those. Uh Uh-huh. And it means, to some degree, I'd like to talk about video games of the decade in, Mm -hmm. like, a broader sense. Mm -hmm. So it's like a five-minute intro. Mm -hmm. So we're going to cut this five each. Mm -hmm. That ain't much. Okay. So I'll go short. I'll probably go short too. Well, we'll see what these what these games are because it could be overlap. That's the other thing. Right. That's true. I have no idea. And if you go short, you can the the time can be punted. Right. Totally. So how do we want to start this? Do we want to start this with a general conversation, or do we want to start this with someone specific game? I think we should start with 
people's games, and then and we have what, time. what was the takeaway right. from it? Well, we will have by definition. Right, at we'll least have at least five minutes. Kato, fucking do we want? <laughs> My first day fucking back. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stress me out. All right, so I guess don't set it for thirty minutes. Just set it for five. Do you want us to do what? Okay, All and right. we'll just keep track of so extra time if we have it. Sounds good. Do we? Well, we need to come up with a sound. We do need a sound. Um, yeah, can we just get an air horn? Sure. Thank you. I mean, we had one. Yeah, it was. That was a good air horn. I mean, Thank honestly, you. since this entire thing is about playing Natalie off, <laughs> wow. um, you should just get, wow. that, get that track from the Oscars. Can we get it? Can we get Kingdom Hearts? <gasps> That's still good. That That's is really good. good. Yeah. Can you look up Kingdom Hearts sound effects? <laughs> Just see what comes up. I was at a ramen shop like a Kingdom the other Hearts day, soundboard, and they started playing. Um, when you are yeah, what is the name of that song? Why am I blind? Simple and clean. Simple and clean. And that no, put me my feelings. Blackfish, but I didn't yeah. think it would. You clever little sneak. Ew. <laughs> Fuck that! I hated that one. <laughs> that's you really shouldn't have betrayed us. Huh? That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. that one. That's good. That's it. Please huh? break it. Is there talking in the background? I think so. Hit huh? it. Like, huh? <laughs> what the hell? That's the sound huh? Patrick makes when Mitch Trubisky throws an interception, and the rest in of the, the you can hear zone. the rest yeah. of the, in the red zone. You can hear the rest of the bar like chattering in the background. Huh? <laughs> See? Huh? huh? That's our audience. We're in front of a live audience. <laughs> I thought you were saying that our audience is always going like, huh? Oh. <laughs> well. Also that. Mm. Yeah. All right. Patrick, these are your rules. I'm going to make you abide by them first. Sure. Uh, yeah, ready? I need an example of this. Are I'm you ready. ready with the timer? No. Yes. On your marks. We've got to hit the sound. Get set. Huh? <laughs> Patrick Klepik, what is your game of the decade? Wait, we were supposed to have picked these coming in? Yes. One, two, three, four, uh, it's, uh, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it's Spelunky. Um, oh, yeah. Which came out in what, 2013? Uh, 2014? I'm not sure exactly what year that Spelunky came out. If someone wants to look that up. Um, Spelunky helped, like, is the same time that I played Dark Souls from start to finish. Th those overlap entirely back to back. I was looking up the timestamp on this before we started recording. I was like, did I play Spelunky first or Dark Souls first? And I started playing Spelunky and then I, I it overlapped with me playing Dark Souls because my wife went on vacation. I was like, I'm gonna play. I'm actually gonna play Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. She was gone for like a week and a half, and Dark Souls Two is coming out in like a couple of months. And I wanted to be on that train and or at least figure out that game for myself. And uh, both Splunky and Dark Souls, what they have in common, and Splunky, what they unlocked was like those games are really hard and really punishing, and like force you to abide by their rules. And so many games are about no, like do what you want, like approach mm -hmm. the game how you want, and like those were games that asked you, forced you to understand what they were doing. And then work your way through them. And Spelunky was the game that unlock. I used to call games like Spelunky and Dark Souls like, oh, they're punishing or masochistic. And it's like, I just don't get why people play these fucking games. <laughs> and said it in a derogatory sense. And then Spelunky was what unlocked for me. Oh, I see. Like, I see the appeal of having a game that, like, slaps you on the wrist and says, maybe pay attention a little bit harder. Like, see what's going on here. I'm also noticing that Rob is just frantically Google searching, trying to figure out what game he's going to pick. Excuse me. I am just methodically going through Wikipedia's blank year in video gaming articles. Great. Um, and so the reason it's my game of the decade is, one, I think Spelunky has been uh, 
deeply influential in ways that are maybe not as clear as a game like a Dark Souls or something where you can see like a, a very clear A to B on like where it impacted other games. Um, but personally, it's my game of the decade because of how it changed my understanding of what I liked about video games. And it's like there are precious few video games where I can say like, oh, you this changed how I looked at a medium and what mm. I enjoy about it or what I can potentially enjoy about it. I don't know what Austin is doing either. He's listening to his... I'm trying to listen. To, don't worry about it. We're good. Okay. Uh, and so that's why that's why it's my game of the decade. Because uh, uh, it, it changed my perspective on my game. Yeah. I, I don't know a higher compliment I can give mm. than that. It's interesting, too, that you highlight it's just, it's just about you and your experience with that game. It is not about the impact it had. It is not about, like... Hey, this was one of this is part of a huge wave of roguelikes and roguelites that you know brought a whole bunch of new people into that. I think thing. it did unlock it did all it that for stuff. a lot of people. But, but for you, what it mostly unlocked was a type of play that let you then go back and play a bunch of other types of games that you just didn't. It recontextualized before. other games for me. Like playing it alongside Dark Souls, like makes total sense because those yeah. games are in concert in a lot of ways about what it's asking or pressing the player to do. And yeah. so mm-hmm. um it's, you know, same way with, like, Monster Hunter. It is cool to become a fan of a new thing yeah. and to be excited alongside other people. Like, I get why you're excited. And I get to be one of those people, too. And Spelunky just didn't do that for, you know, we talked about our reservations with Spelunky, too. And I don't know how excited I am for a sequel other than, like, a general sense. But what Spelunky unlocked was just, like you said, a style of play that is now compatible for me. And, and that opens up a whole range of experiences that otherwise I would have just... I outright dismissed. It wasn't just, it's not for me. I dismissed it. And in the same way, like our appreciation of Kingdom Hearts, even if I don't really like those games, mm-hmm. I now understand it and I appreciate that I understand it. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think that's under five minutes probably. Kato, where are we at in time? <laughs> yeah, a minute, a minute left. <laughs> All right, so we have an extra minute. Six minutes. So can we keep, can you track of a, what we have in the bank? Yeah. I so, can do that too. That would let, yes. you do. That would, that would, let Kato focus on yeah. Okay, else. so we have an extra so minute in the bank. Six minutes right now, total. Plus one. I'm Plus one. Fuck. Also, pe- next? Uh, people can engage with the conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not just like, you gotta, if you, uh, I gotta keep talking for five minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. just, well, just to be clear. So who wants to go next? Well, uh, <laughs> it's funny, I feel like I have a very similar reason, reasoning for the Are game. Are you going? Right? It sounds like you're going. Yeah, we're, uh, but I don't want to go. Then I, am I going? Huh? All right, Kato. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Kato. Kato. Hey. No, yeah. I what also is have your a, game of the decade? Uh, for, uh, for a similar similar kind of idea of like it made me, it, it, it made me uh, become more aware or different, like look at games differently, Undertale. Mm. Game mm. of the decade. Uh, I, the way that, and it's such a simple game, but the way that it, it, it integrated like pretty... Uh, uh, pretty obviously, like its mechanics with its uh ultimate like message and narrative was something that seemed so holistic in a way that I felt like a lot of games that I had played before you um you can kind of see the like seams of uh gameplay and uh narrative uh butting up against each other a lot of times uh because of the way like you know you tell story through cutscenes right like you're not playing that um and even though like Undertale has things that are similar to cutscenes like places where you're not technically controlling it something about the way that they um kind of conceptualize the world as existing uh, the 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 save system being kind of the the all of the ways that it broke the fourth wall and then also 
Um, but then also within that told, uh, like really, really made you care about these characters, like made you like, like had good enough writing to hold up the belief that this world was something worth, uh, kind of protecting almost. Right. Like, like by the end of that game, by the time you get through the, like, uh, the, the last bits and you have like options to reset and stuff like I could never I could never. The only way I've ever replayed that game is on a different computer. Yeah, doing a new yeah. oh, like wow. doing I a new never fucking state. I will never ever touch that game exactly again. It would feel like a betrayal of what I of the way that game went. For exactly, me. totally. Yeah. yeah, like um, like that that those people those people were happy, and I had to leave leave them alone to live their lives. Right, mm. uh, and this was this came at a moment where I was in grad school and kind of feeling stuck in a way like thinking about um my art making and like what my career would be uh to the point where like I had always and like I was at this point also making art about games um and I like I personally considered like certain aspects of games art in that in that fine art sense but you know it, it's like when you're outside of the 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 like the sphere of critique you you I was I was finding myself having those arguments of like our games art and like seriously considering it only for the like first time because of Undertale. Like before that, I was like, "There's good and bad." Like you can critique things on like you know <laughs> scales. I was into numbers, easily digesting like what this what this game is, and like it's all you know. At, and that's because like there was that separation. Like you know, in in art school, you're not fucking. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, I can track it. For there you. aren't, there aren't, there aren't numbers, but like numbers had been such a like thing for games growing up. Like uh, sitting at the EGM, flipping through, yeah. like check, like scrolling through, like this kind of, you know, the like the way that you could quantify games made them, you know, graphics and narrative Sound. and gameplay, yeah. gameplay yeah. were all different things, thing. yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and. Like it was such a it's it seems like such a simple thing, but the way that that game kind of integrated it all, like finally clicked something in my head where I was like, "Oh shit!" Like fucking games have been integrating these better than I've seen and felt like or like understood before this game, but this is the one that like that did that it. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that like made me feel it in a way where I was like, I should like re-examine the way I've been thinking about this medium as a whole yeah that's i wouldn't be what here, a gift that is i wouldn't be here without undertale technically i wouldn't have even tried right to like be in this sphere in the critic like so that's why that yeah yeah, yeah, that's did you, yeah. where did you play it in the uh like the undertale phenomenon arc like once it already taken off like yes. you, already, you already knew the tricks yeah, yeah. of the game by the time you play it no i didn't i i didn't know anything okay. going in uh, I had like it had already blown up. It was out for, it was out for a bit enough that people were talking about it. And a friend of mine, shout out to Nikki Foley, seconds. who works at Nickelodeon, bought it for me. Like Aww. I wasn't even looking to like Hell get yeah. it. She was like, "It's ten bucks here." Like, and it was in yeah, you know, I was in grad school. I didn't have any fucking money. Of course. So like, shout outs. And here you are now. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's what a, a lovely answer. arc to that's that great, story. Yeah, that's a great arc. I'm here because of art Undertale. Yeah. Undertale is definitely one of the ones I was debating in my head. What did you find? Is this like a broader one? Yeah, this is. Okay. This what was, this what's is under X? One. What's under X? Take this. <laughs> okay, 
Take this is what you say when somebody makes a hot take at this yeah, table. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what is this? Wow. Oh, oh that is so good! <laughs> so good! That is so good! Oh my god! That just fucking hit me yeah. so hard. Oh, oh the fucking... Mm. <laughs> there's, a, there's moments happening here in the studio. <laughs> Hopefully the energy came through the mic because there's a lot of physical There's a lot of crying occurring. in the club happening in this studio. Seriously. Absolutely. Uh, uh, who's up? Who's got something? Rob, have you scoured the internet enough? Do you need more Do you time? Need more time? I can go. If you need me to go. Go for me. it. Okay. All right, hold on. I'm, yeah, I'm holding. Huh? Uh, so I'm going to... I thought I had an answer this morning. Um, that answer was going to be Breath of the Wild, which is probably my favorite. That's what I would have of the last decade. No. But I realized one waypoint has always been about all sorts of different types of play, not just video games. And two, if I think about what has been the game that I've kept coming back to the most in the last decade, <gasps> the game that's defined it is a tabletop game, which is called Dungeon World by Adam Coble and Sage Latora, which the one is, we played on the... the one we played on the launch stream. Yeah, we played with Adam. Adam came and ran it. Um, and it, it is, uh, there's, if I could also do the thing that I suggested with, with around Splunky is like, I could have the conversation that is like, here's how this thing influenced, uh, uh, the genre of tabletop role playing games, or even I could have chosen a different one to be a little bit more specific apocalypse world by, uh, D Vincent Baker and McGuee Baker, uh, is probably the one that is the most influential of the last decade of independent role playing games. It's, it's like dungeon world, a game that's like simplified, uh, roles compared to the sort of like big successful games like Dungeons and Dragons um, uh, and, you know, moved the the sort of focus to a kind of collaborative con conversational thing and did all sorts of great groundwork. But it was Dungeon World that I played the most. Dungeon World was the tabletop role-playing game that I that was kind of the anchor of Friends at the Table, the podcast I launched like five years ago with a bunch of friends. Um, we came back to Dungeon World every other year since then. So, like, I've been telling a story with Dungeon World for five years it's a game that I think sells the promise of indie tabletop role-playing games really clearly, and it has been since it came out in 2012. Um, it's a game that, instead of asking you to count individual arrows in your quiver, is only only really cares when it's narratively interesting that you might be running out of, of mm -hmm. ammo. Um, it's a game that, uh, you know, instead of having a huge, huge, huge list of spells... Um, it really kind of boils down to what's interesting about about casting a spell, about potentially losing touch with magic. Um, it's a game that that gives you the tools to tell stories that, even though it's still playing with familiar archetypes, you know, you pick a paladin, you pick a cleric, you pick a ranger, and it has all of the kind of like familiarity if to that style of fantasy. If you want it, it also gives you the freedom to describe what you do instead of look at your list of things you're allowed to it's do. It's like tools instead of rules, if that's, that's like, a, yeah, like a basic, yeah, I mean, like... Totally, I, yeah. I think, I, I think like, there are people in the tabletop space who'd be like, no, obviously not tools instead of rules, but that's exactly it. And, but yeah, like... That's 100% it. It's it. like, they're, they're, it's a box to be in, but it's not Correct. a box to keep you contained. Right, and I think one of the biggest things about these styles of games uh, in terms of running them and, and playing them with your friends is that from the jump, the system is so clear that hacking it is something that's imaginable. You can make it yours. You can add new stuff to it because the basic dice mechanic is so simple. Which is right? you did a lot in terms of like, oh, we've got a bunch of newcomers who are right. doing this. We're going to toss out some we'll things out some so stuff. we can have some fun. We'll have some, and you can, do, you can do that with D&D. But there is... There is a, a real argument to be made that unless you're playing the game, why like, why play the game if you're not playing the game, right. right? This stuff is in there for a reason. We've done a lot of balance testing and blah, 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 blah. Dungeon World, Apocalypse World, the kind of powered by the apocalypse stuff, the stuff that's come after that, um, but but influenced by it in a big way, uh, 
carries forward this idea that like one, a game is a conversation. Uh, that is what it is. A hip-hop role-playing game is fundamentally a conversation between people, and the rules are there to kind of guide that conversation. And two, if you want to do something that isn't in this book, here are the ways to build that thing. You're going to be rolling two dice plus uh, some some amount of numbers. If you get over a 10, the good thing happens. If you get under a 6, a bad thing happens. If you get a 7 and 9, it's going to be complicated. And that's the other big thing that, that uh, the style of game added was like no more hard no's. No more you don't get in the door where there's interesting stuff. No more... Um, no more, I, I, you know, uh, I have to do 18,000 damage to the dragon. Like, the dragons have 18 hit points, but how do you take 18 hit points off of a dragon is a really interesting, complicated thing in a world where regular, you know, weapons can't hurt a dragon. And it's like, okay, well, that's a narrative question, but it's being mechanized in a really right. interesting way. Um, there's other, The other great thing about it, and the reason that it's, it's my game of the decade is I think to some degree answering what is the blank of the decade should almost, it should almost have, like, it's done. It's, it's the game of the decade because the decade is over now. And this can't be the game of the next decade because when I look at the games that are coming out now, the stuff that is Forged in the Dark, which is another kind of subgenre of big tabletop games right now, the stuff that is Belonging Outside <gasps> Belonging, um, there's like these new schools of thought that make Dungeon World almost antiquated. But it was, but it's an antiquated necessity. It's like a stepping stone to what comes next. It's opened up the door. It and uh, you know, Dungeon or and uh, uh, Apocalypse World and the other games in that series or that that kind of uh, sub school uh, have opened up the door for so many new types of game creators. The same way about Spelunky, right? That's yes. the whole reservation yes. of Spelunky too. Exactly. I don't know that I want Spelunky right. too. I right. want the I person want... who is inspired by That's Spelunky exactly to make something that genuinely surprises me. Yeah. So that is it. That is my game, Dungeon World. Wow. Check it out. Let's Woo. go. Literally seconds. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Got it. <clears throat> Woo. Got all right, it. Memorized. All right. <laughs> okay. Do we need? Oh, hold on. So now we have two left. Point to your head. <laughs> Natalie and Rob. Hmm. Rob, how you feeling? Natalie? Rob, do you want to have? Now, is it is it too much pressure to go last? Would you feel better to go now? Yeah. Because I'm I don't fine be getting put to have Rob. The, Rob, Rob, can, Rob be can be last. Rob has last words. True. <laughs> all right. It's on the gloves. Huh? Uh. Okay, so uh, my game, fuck. Uh, all of you guys have said things that make me want to change my game of the decade. Do you want to talk through it? Yeah. Okay, okay. so first I thought about Undertale because I thought about like how moved I was by the end of that game. Totally. That was like an all-time great game playing experience was watching yeah. you finish that. That yeah. was like, that meant a lot to me. Um, then I thought about Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild is like, the number one game I think about while I play other games mm. since Ooh, playing it. That's, that's good. a that's a really good way of putting it. And it's the it's like the number one game that has has influenced the way I even play other games. Like I feel like I am more exploratory in other games because Breath of the Wild. It gave you universal verbs to yeah. interact yeah. with yeah. other games. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, so and I think. Yeah, I think Breath of the Wild was one of was one of those games that I genuinely wanted to be in that world. I genuinely wanted to watch, like I was watching how other characters were going about, you know, sort of their day and their business. I was like watching other other lives go on around me in like kind of an immersive sim yeah, yeah, yeah. sense. Um, but then when you're talking about like, I think there's elements of this in Breath of the Wild, but when you're talking about a game that has taught me to appreciate other games or has taught me to like open the door to other games. I think it's like a halfway split between Hollow Knight and Bloodborne mm. where those are like- a, I see the crossover between yeah. those two. Mm -hmm. There yeah. are like, those are two games. Hollow Knight, 
at like in both a platforming and combat and like that sort of punishing gameplay and really needing to figure out mechanics and systems in order to like it's like mastery of mechanics in order to push through that game. It like you can get by on the skin of your teeth and you can do that with Bloodborne too. Um but for the most part your success will come from mastery. Yeah. Um and that was just I've said this before on podcasts but that was just never a thing that I ever imagined myself enjoying right. or attempting in any games. But I think it comes from first having started Bloodborne I was trying to think of what came first. Like, was it Hollow Knight or was it Bloodborne? And I think it was starting Bloodborne on the on the eight-hour stream that I was like, and being, and having that as a social, like a social game that I was playing alongside you guys and alongside like our audience and Twitch, Twitch chat and that kind of thing that gave me the momentum to keep going because I would have, I don't think I Hollow Knight is me doing it on my own and Bloodborne was like me doing it in front of an audience. But I don't think I would have taken the first step if it, if I wasn't like sitting on the couch with you guys. And you got the motive. You you, you realized you could do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now I can take yeah. this, take it home. Exactly. Except that you didn't actually take it home and keep going because our sa your save was on the work <laughs> PS4. Yeah, you played the whole exactly. game on stream, right? Yeah. yeah. The All the game, way through. Yeah. The whole game Those games are stream. so much like perform like that game as performance is so much fun. Like, I enjoy streaming games like that because yeah. the audience interaction is, like, key to my enjoyment <sighs> yeah. of it. Yeah. But also, it's a motivating factor. Like, I'm going to do, yeah. do it for fucking them. Yeah. Yeah. Get back in there. Not for Kick my, that boss's ass. Myself, yeah. who is a piece of shit for not getting this down. But for you guys. should have blocked. I'm sorry. Shout-outs yeah. shout to our community and also our mod team, which is, like, because you can get a bad Bloodborne or Dark Souls audience. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Just cruel. You and, should do that. Yeah, fuck off. And, no. sh and shout-outs to... Don't use um, magic. The, the two people that came and helped me beat the final. Oh, that's oh, that yeah. was so great. Which was oh. in the middle of Rest the in fucking peace, night. Boy. That was amazing. Rip, big boy. What are we, well, yeah, big, big did, we get, did you beat the, you beat the final, final boss. It yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. You, got the, you got the total full true it's ending. Absolutely done. Yeah. Damn. Did the damn we thing. We finished. Congrats. So I think those, those two games are games that taught me that I could play any game. Yeah. Like I could, I could genuinely find enjoyment in any type of game. Um, which I just never really expected. I like really confined myself to like a box of like these are what I'm allowed to play. What I'm as you get older, to that's like natural. It's like oh, this is what I like. I'm gonna go find more what I like, and like it's so mm -hmm. satisfying to like oh, actually, there's a different box, mm -hmm. a different set of tools I can yeah, be playing with. Totally. Um. So yeah, I think those those are the all the ones that came that's to mind. Good. I'm sorry I brought four. That's fine. But no, there's a through line. Wait, it's not look. Also, but there are, there are Breath rules, of the, but, but there are even Breath of the Wild yes. has elements. Tools, <laughs> tools. There you go. That's the time limit. It's a tool. The structure is a tool. Mm -hmm. Even Breath of the Wild, I think, has elements of it because there are genuinely difficult moments in Breath of the Wild that I think in previous Zelda games were okay. I just it's like a puzzle I have to beat. Yeah. But in in Breath of the Wild, fuck. Axel. No. You can finish your line. Finish your line. Okay. In Breath of the Wild, like, you can brute force your way through the beginning in a way that, like, if you really just get that system, you can understand how to push through. So I think there's elements of the... Uh, totally. The... Best of winning a video game of the decade, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, so I think... You I, walk out on that fucking plane would, yes, and you get out of that so cave. Good. Yeah, that mm. that's why I think I would say if I had to say one, I would say it's Breath of the Wild. Yeah. That has elements of all the of things. Of all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. We've end. come down to it. Rob's acne. Rob. How this was feeling? hard. Rob takes yeah. a beer into his hand. The yes. panic he had when he, wait, what? We had <laughs> to come up with it now? 
<laughs> Are you That's ready? That's my job to forget. And there was the that was on the no- nose, right? I mean, we didn't lo- we didn't gain any no. time. Okay, six minutes left after Rob's <clears throat> soliloquy. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Um, wait. We need a hold on sound effect. Hold on. Hold on. Starting a timer. Huh? Put five minutes on the clock, Mo. <laughs> you sending a text? Uh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> We're good. You up? <laughs> no. Oh my god. I mean, she is, but. <laughs> huh? What's... All right, we're exactly. We're live. Uh, so I've said before that like it takes a long time for me to know how I feel about something. Like. Mm-hmm. My feelings about things are fundamentally mysterious to me. We and had this conversation like, this morning, even. Yeah, and like years later, I will be surprised by what resonated with me. It turns out, like, what is the, like, what is it? What is it of all the things that happened to you ten years ago? Yeah, those are the memories that are happiest. Those are the memories that grieve you the most. I'm always surprised by what they are because they're never the ones I would have picked. So. A lot of games, like I was, I was sort of wrestling with this because there's games that I know had a huge impact on me. Like strategy games like European Universalis 4 kind of changed my relationship to what strategy games could or should be. The arrival of the new XCOM series in this decade <clears throat> yeah. um, brought an entire genre back into being almost and created a lot of imitators that I've really enjoyed It's and has generated some of my favorite memories of like cooperative play. But as I look over, like, games of this decade, I was really surprised to sort of realize that a lot of the things that hit, still hit me the hardest were from very early in the decade. Um, and I kept returning to two games that surprised me um, because they are not the games that I would be like – here, let me let me show off my critical taste by like <laughs> dropping these yeah. on you. No, yeah, yeah. The two games I kept returning to were Bioshock Two <laughs> and Ooh. The Witcher Two. Ooh. And I think the thing these things both have in common is they're both refinements in some ways or progressions of what the original games are trying to do, but they're not burdened with expectation or scale. And I think in many ways this is the story of the decade. Is yeah. there's so many good ideas yeah. that just get all these expectations like weighed on them. We were just talking about Far Cry 3, 4, and 5 in, right. in the Immersive Sim episode very briefly. Right. It, you, you can't just have a good idea. You can't just tell a, tell a good story. Uh, Mass Effect 2 comes out in, the, in a similar era. Yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda, again, wrestles with this. It can't just be a good Mass Effect story. It has to be this blown-out new launch of the second half a of franchise. this IP. Yeah. And... I return to these games a lot because I think they are both about wrestling with mistakes in some ways, and they both have a lot of sadness in them. And that's my shit. Mm-hmm. I like I love games that sort of you're the hero, but like your ability to be a hero, your ability to set the world right, is realistically limited. And both of those games sort of struggle with that. I think in my heart is with, like, Bioshock 2. Because the end of that game, when it sort of reveals what it's really been about, is it's not about you. It's what your moral code passes on into the world, right? Like, you are the role model for the most powerful kid in existence, right? The person who's going to take all the power that was seized in rapture. And, like, what is she going to be? She could be, you know, 
awful or she could be sort of a merciful goddess. And in some ways, like what it is, how you are reacting to the people that have wronged you, how you are wielding your right to vengeance versus the call to mercy. That's what the game hinges on. And the way it pays off in the third act remains one of my favorite moments of this decade. Minerva's Den too, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But I think ultimately I liked The Witcher 2 just a bit more because to me it's the perfect Witcher game. Yeah. It's not so fucking big. But it is but it is about (laughs) it is big. But it is big. It's it's a big game and some big ideas. It is about literally the uh, the presence of history that like half the game is spent, you are walled off from progressing by the spectral battle that is being waged from a war that was fought decades earlier. Right. Well, and it's the bigness from that game. Uh, is is almost it, it's meant to dwarf you. It's meant to say, I I just I quoted the 18th premiere earlier. Men make their own history, but they don't always choose how they make it. And like there are limits to what you. It, it needs to suggest a bigness, a breadth of the world. Like you said, a historical weight. You're a player in history, but, but you are not history. Exactly, exactly. And it ends tragically. Um, things, the things you are trying to prevent, you cannot prevent. The evil people that you identify and you try to stop from carrying their plans to fruition. You cannot fully stop. History yeah. has momentum that is beyond you. It sounds like and, Final Fantasy fourteen two by five. And in the end of that game, <sighs> it's very much just about what can I salvage from this? Who like what can I preserve? What can I live with? What are the personal obligations I have I've kept? And I think it is probably the strongest, most distilled version of The Witcher. It's like everything that was cool about The Witcher one. Which one's pretty Wait, fucking broken? That's yeah, a hard but, game to go back. but you see where I was pointing. Oh, yeah, pointing yeah, yeah, yeah. The Witcher two, yes. The Witcher three. <laughs> you can finish your thought. Yeah, so I think The Witcher two is is kind of representative of this moment of people who had large ambitions but limited, but productively limited means. And I mean, the story of this decade is that the means begin to like you either don't get the means at all. Yeah. Or they begin to scale beyond your ability to oh, use. Wow. Yeah, I know how Waypoint. I know how Waypoint worked. Oh, you know, <laughs> Cyberpunk. I thought you don't get the you don't get the resources you need to, to achieve. Well, the opposite yeah. of that is, no, is cyberpunk. cyberpunk. Yeah, exactly. Like all the Which, resources in the let's world. Let's start a six minute clock uh, for this final all open right. open Hold table. On. Give us a and give, give us, us a, a really bad yeah. sound effect. Give us the best one. Bad or best? Yes. Best. Um, those are Both not are, necessarily. Yeah. We're talking uh, about. Well, that was like half our time right there. Get, no. <laughs> Where's the I other one? Where's the one that made everyone hype? Oh, this one? Oh. You were early. You were early. There it is. You missed. You missed. You missed it. Um, <laughs> the true game of the decade. I just realized, by the way, yes. the way we've recorded all this, we have no plan for how they're going up. Not at all. We it have basically done her, chronological. We have yeah, done her story. So. We have we've done, done her oh story yeah. of Waypoint Podcast. Yeah. There was, like, hold on, you haven't started the time yet. Have no, you? no, no. So, I haven't. My favorite's going to be is that we record a podcast where Austin gave early impressions of a MechWarrior game yeah. in which next week we'll record a podcast where he records... Updated impressions of a much Because a patch game. Is, has hit since my last time. He'll play another right. 10 hours yeah. in between then and that. It's just yeah, wonderful. It's what a good. great. We should just release everything line by line, like Hearst, like just, you know, yeah. a complete grab bag. That'd anyway. be great. Okay. 2010. Cut that game together. Cut, please. <laughs> that's all. That's a, that's light work. Yeah. Right? Jesus Christ. We'll give you, like, next week. Go out half of next week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Glad you agree. 2010 to 2019 <laughs> has been a really interesting set of years for games. Um, I think there's a lot of like mechanical stuff we could talk to or, or like industrial. In They're finally of- art. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, we made it. We made it. Protected by the Supreme Court in that decade. They, that's true. That's true. Um, we we've hit a, like a situation. I think where there feels like there's a new normal in terms of the like how do you play your games and where do they show up and we're past we're like with a rare exception past the point of exclusives being the thing that drives conversations mm-hmm. and drives say like people are just talking about games and we have a really 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 lively independent scene. Uh, you think about like the early 2010s coming off of the XBLA stuff, that era of like the like proto auteur, the Brave. indie game, the movie like generation of game designers to now where there are countless game designers trying to trying their hand. Um, and I'm I like I, I, my my biggest question is like what is what is the takeaway for making video games in the in the 2010s? Like is it is it sustainable? Is it uh, is it is it healthy that we have that I can open Steam any day mm-hmm. and get a hundred new games that have shown up? Too many games. There are, like is that true like, or is that no 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 music? I, no? But I mean in with like what's the the the, the term for it? peak TV right? Yeah. Like I think at the end of this decade is we are now in peak game in which you can't. Play everything. You have to choose. You have to pick and choose. Realize you can't be part of every conversation. Like mm. I think this is from has, like a yeah a critical perspective. Just like you, like you just can't. It used to be the case that you, if you were playing games, you could play all the big games, play in chronological order. Like you could keep up with games. That is just not the case. Yeah, anymore. and also I've never felt like the power of like hegemonic culture more because there's so many small things that I don't even hear about until they've already had their run inside of a small community somewhere. Right. Like, oh yeah, you didn't play such and such a thing. Like I didn't know it existed <laughs> and I'm trying my best to keep up. Right. I think, I feel like there was almost previous to, to like the 2010s, there were like everyone played every single game that was coming out. Like there was, you were always kept it was up on, on every magazine thing. cover, and every the, commercial. Yeah, just, yeah. This is the game. Right. This is Video the game. game time. Yeah, and now I feel like it's a it's okay to be in your own kind of space and yeah. to be like I know I know what I like and it's not necessarily genre defined, but it's like maybe mechanic defined or mm. or narratively defined or maybe it's like I like a certain subsection of of like types of development or things like that. Um, but if yeah, I feel like. There's like, there's a bigger audience for smaller communities too, yeah. right? I think that is like, a, you know, the rise of itch.io, like the rise of just you can be into a thing, and it used to be like no one else is into that. There's no yeah. community that's going to buy this. There's no community that's going to build around it, and it's just less true these days. Like there are lots of communities and lots of people with like varied interests, and it doesn't mean it's perfect. Like obviously, it still doesn't mean it's fucked up. The, all yeah. those labor problems, I mean, like, like exasperation about, of labor problems, right. is he not the crunch didn't exist in the 70s and 80s and 90s, but boy, is it a thousand times worse now at the scale. That games are made. Um, that is, an, you know, and there's also now the, the other thing is like with the hope of independent developers trying to make it big. There's lots of people taking out personal loans, and there's like there's the fact that the, the the market has opened up and that there are better tools also has made it, you know, more and more likely that people are going to go deep into their own debt to try to follow that dream. I think we that's the problem from of indie it. game, the movie. Yes, it's exactly. like ah, well, I'll just make the game and then I'm rich and then I'm rich, which is like not it's like the well, case. one no, and then two also the those games. Not exclusively, but like there used to be a thing called, uh, you know, the Steam front page used to be basically if your game goes on the front page of Steam, you're rich. Yeah. And that was in the era of Super Meat Boy and Bray. That's not why those game those developers did as well as they did. Those were great games. 
Um, the braid's okay. Um, but um, <laughs> but yeah. But that doesn't exist anymore, right? Like right. this, the, just the, even if you use like steam as a representative of like how things have changed over the years, like it no longer means anything. There's, it doesn't mean nothing, but it's not the way it used to be. But there's so much. There's like there's like a contention there. There's like indie developers just trying to make stuff and put it out there, and then there's also this like saturation of like the capitalism machine that is just the mm-hmm. churn of yeah. like what's going to hit and it's like the al- the almost algorithmic with real human labor behind it but it's like it's the stuff on steam that nobody will ever see but is like being churned out constantly by <sighs> like these larger companies and i think of like mobile games that are like just churning out like something that they hope will hit which and is like complicated because like we know, for instance, there are people I know who work in the mobile game sphere doing really good writing work on the mm-hmm. sorts of games that we will never cover mm-hmm. at Waypoint. So like we don't Apple, cover... Apple Arcade comes on and like, new good games again. And then like I heard from a couple people like, actually, there's still some good stuff happening out there. It's just hard to find. People right. don't usually write about totally. it. You know, it's just a... Uh... If I can change the subject because I know we only have a, a second or two left. Uh, How much time do we actually have left? 49 seconds. Okay. Quickly, once around. Is there Are there games we forgot about or games that we... No, this is separate. We can do this separate. We can? I will give us five minutes for games that we... Uh, thank you for the tools, not rules. Uh, no rules, just right. <laughs> Outback. Sponsored by Outback. We're not sponsored by Outback. <laughs> but, but if they want to get in touch... Outback, give me a ring. Go for a fucking blooming onion. Kyle was, was talking about Red Lobster oh, yeah. earlier today. I'm fucking around with a Red Lobster. Fucking those biscuits. Those biscuits. Just so, I don't even care about any seafood biscuits. Yeah. All right. So no, then, I forgot. Was, so, so when we wrote that out the document, it was subplot. Yeah. Uh, games you forgot were this decade. That were this decade. Yeah. I don't have one off the top of my head. But I'm going to rob it. Us. The so one that ready. got me. All right, five minutes. Five Kato. minutes on the clock for this one. Thank you. Cool. Uh, the <laughs> one that made me like think that that was a good discussion point was Human Revolution. Deus Ex Human Revolution. Yeah. I was like, that was this decade. Right. Now, now, I, there were two, games, there were two never, of them, Rob. two of them. I will never forget that game because I was writing my master's thesis when it came out, and I wouldn't let myself play it until my master's thesis was submitted. And let me tell you, it took long to write that thesis. I like had it on the shelf for a month before I was allowed to play it, and... It was all right. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Like, yeah. It was all right. Yeah, it, like, it was, it, it was scratch an itch video game. Yes. Yeah, I loved playing it. And then it was just like, whew, yeah. forgot, couldn't tell you anything about that game other than, uh, I didn't ask for this. Like, that's the only thing, the I enduring legacy. the ending stuff, the, like, choice at the it very end. It did some good end. stuff. Like, I don't want to, like, pretend like it wasn't. No, But no. It, it was sort of a, it was there. I mean, I actually, no, I, I think, think the game is, I think the game is actually better than we give it credit for mm. being. It is ahead of its time in that, like, the main character you work for, uh, Seraph, Mm-hmm. is this, like, titan of industry, like, visionary genius who is revealed to be a petulant, cowardly child. Wait, what's the name of the, the character end. in Eliza? Um, that you uh, signed Rainer. with. Rainer. Oh, okay. But, but Rainer's, le- Rainer's legit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> shout out Listen to Rainer. To that podcast. <laughs> uh, but, like, so Sarah is a, a petulant, like, cowardly child. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, your girlfriend who is abducted in the initial attack turns out to be an engineer who cares so much more about the work than what it's being used for that her moral compass has been completely kicked out the window. Mm. Uh, like I think what I think keeps that game from making more lists is that that final act, the choices it leaves you, are oh, so, so lacking in nuance and understanding of the themes the game itself has been bringing up. Yeah, it's sucks. just like I have no idea what to do with this. Um, and I think that's one of the game's major failures, as is its failure to imagine lives beyond the walls. Of Do you know what one of the society. running theories is? So they never made the third game, and so the second game, there is a there is a woman in a, in red. I believe this is right. A woman in red that you constantly see in the second game, and the theory is that you were playing a clone 
in the second game. You are not playing as Jensen. Like, huh. like he dies in the first game, and he's been cloned in the second game. And there's some lady in a red dress that is like you come across an apartment at some point. They never you know finished that third game because the second game didn't do that well. But uh, yeah, That's I did. I like that. I like that game a lot. Like it's. Yeah. I, you're right, and it it sells it short to say like, oh, they just made another one of those. Like that's not easy. Like even just doing that is hard. And I enjoyed my time with it. It was just by the time the second one came around, it was like, like we got to do something a little bit different. We with have this, to change with, it up. And it, the second one revealed that you just can't do that uh, again. Also, remember when they made like that thief game? <laughs> I do, and I. You know what I heard after the fact that like it maybe got a bad rap. Not that it was good. Not that it was great. It wasn't as bad as. But way, yeah, but, but that game also came out this decade. It did, and definitely don't remember that. What else? Any, anyone else have a thing that's like you forgot that this was a game that you cared about at a, at some point? Doesn't have to be cared about. Just yeah, a game you're looking at a list and you're like, that came that out came in out 10 this, years? That came out? So looking at Portal 2, like just thinking yeah. now about, you know, like Valve returning to Half-Life and like that was basically the last narrative game they made and that was 2011. Um, and now here we are. And now here we are. Half-Life Alex. I liked Portal 2 quite a bit. One of my favorite videos to ever be a part of was doing... The co-op missions with Ryan Davis mm. on a stream, boy, people were mad. People don't like to watch people play puzzle games. You know what they'll do? Watch it anyway and get mad about it. <laughs> they absolutely will. They absolutely will. Anyone else have uh, a game of the decade that that you Red Dead Redemption the, and Red, Red Dead Redemption Two came out in the same, in the same decade, decade. twenty ten and then twenty eighteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's super weird. Um, I didn't realize that Minecraft was in this decade. I don't think it is. I think that. I think that's wrong. What? Really? No, no that's got to be the second. Right. No, I think when that is right. did Hakuna Mitsu make Minecraft? Uh, I was, I, maybe you're right. You're right, 2011. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. Probably the biggest game of the decade, bar none. Feels, feels older. Yeah, I can't Absolutely. imagine a game bigger than Minecraft in the 2010s. Um, Skyrim, 2011. Also big year, big game. Other, New Vegas. Honest, we already talked about New Vegas. Yeah. Honestly, Fortnite. <laughs> Fort, yeah, I was gonna say not Fortnite. Like it's not even close. It's not even close, y'all. Like really, like numbers no, wise, like close. amount of players is apps of, of people who have played. We're we talking about Minecraft. compared to Minecraft? Minecraft. Minecraft. No, no, yeah. no. I wouldn't say versus Fortnite. I would say those two are probably the, oh the biggest two are of of twenty tens. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's probably right. Maybe I'm wrong. Also, but I, 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 yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. The total number per, mm. but not to me. Like I, yeah. I don't know. Fortnite I mean, hasn't sure. like defined things for you know, me. It, but, but will it, it is... in the next? It, the stuff that the stuff that it feels like it's defining is in terms of one of the other big turns of the decade. A move battle from hmm, battle royale. No, it's not even just and that. Games of service. Games of service. One hundred percent. It's the move from here's a product you buy on a shelf to why are you buying anything? <laughs> like oh, and also the experience you had will go away. Yeah, 100%. You, it's this just will not be here. Remember it that map that you started with? That's gone. That's gone. You'll never see I that I feel again. like that's so telling of like even even ownership of games. Yes. Like oh, yeah. not only do you not own the games you're playing, you don't even own the type of gameplay you're playing in the game. I mean, you, you know. yeah, but you yeah, can't yeah. you can't return to it. Yeah. If you really like that mech season of Fortnite, it's gone. It's not yeah. going to come I don't back. Think people any, didn't like that, it. People really I didn't, didn't like even it. play it. So, <laughs> what the fuck do I know? Also, Grand Theft Auto 5 came out in 2013, but that game is still alive and well and getting all sorts of new content yeah. regularly. Huge. Huge game. Take this! Any final, 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 final I'll thoughts? i take. <laughs> so when we were discussing the other thing, the earlier thing about trends and what the next decade looks, like, yeah. Austin, you and I were talking about this on Discord a few yeah. weeks ago, but about 
I was going back to the 2005 GDC rant session. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's where Greg Costigan gives his My Friends We Are Fucked speech as he talks about, like, what the HD era is going to do for budgets and teams, how it's going to stifle innovation. The case he basically makes is that, like, HD games are very expensive. It's expensive to make high-res assets, and that means that the developers... never be able to increase font sizes. Never, ever, ever. Well, but also he said, and he's like, and they're going to carve some of the expense out of you. Right. He's like, like, your labor is going to, it's 80 work, 80 hour work weeks. you're going to, they're going to become more risk averse because it's so expensive. And in that rant session, other things that raised by other other people, Jason Delaroca commented that he felt like games were xenophobic to other ideas from outside the games and programming spaces mm. that like there were like it was kind of shocking to me to go like read this rant session from 2005 right and like this was years correct then it remained correct and i feel like heading in this new era we are still like conditions in a lot of ways have gotten a little bit worse i i think and we are still sort of in this industry sleepwalking toward uh, the fur- the further like triumph of capital and visibility is better classes. about the problems, but that doesn't mean the problems are any yeah. already closer to being solved. It's the thing. The thing that is like so difficult. There's like two things. One is not just visibility. Organization is happening, right? Yep. We know that that Game Workers Unite exists. We know that like across the world, there have been pushes towards better worker organization, towards holding companies accountable. Right? Game is about to pay ten million dollars out. Totally. I wish it was more, but yep. it is what it is. Yep. Um, the, the, the other, and I think that's a, a, a basic positive and opens the door to a potential large, larger scale action. I don't know that I see the industry being reformed. I can imagine it blowing up, I guess. And that is what it might take to be reformed and, and rebuilt in a different way. Um, and, and the other half of it that is like, when I think about the decade or when I think about going forward, I think on the, I will never, I will never live again in a world where people like me aren't making video games. And that, like, that fucking slaps. There were going to be black <laughs> queer people making video games for the rest of my life. It's not that they were not there to begin with, but they certainly weren't in leadership roles. And I don't know if they'll be in leadership roles in the AAA space in the future, but I will be able to go to sites like itch.io. I will be able to open my phone and find that stuff. And I, it is the double bind of, like, that doesn't mean that those people are going to be making a living off of it. It doesn't necessarily mean that that even they won't be changed by the machine that wants to incorporate what they do. Um, and this is not like the argument that like representation is more the most important thing. Uh, but actually I'm not even talking about representation. I'm talking about like people getting paid and paying their rent off this and having, having their voices slowly affect the medium. Um, and it is so hard to, it is hard to imagine a 2020s where the sorts of deeply white homophobic misogynistic games release without a peep. It's hard to imagine, like, a lot of people talk about the Bioshock Infinite launch and that, like, yes, like, was there criticism of Bioshock Infinite at launch? Some people are like, no, there was never any. But of course there was. It was in the corners of the world that you weren't paying attention to because all you did was read huge mainstream game sites. And it wasn't until that, like, added into a culmination of a backlash yes. a couple of months in where it was like, oh, I guess people have problems with this game. So right. People always had problems. And also they weren't at mainstream outlets. Right. At Bio- when Bioshock 3 comes out, when Ken Levine's next game drops, if it steps on those same la- landmines, those conversations are going to happen at IGN. Those conversations yep. are going to happen at GameSpot. Yep. Like, those conversations are going to happen in people's Twitter feeds, are going to happen on Facebook, are going to happen on Twitch. And it's going to be a mess because the other side of that conversation is going to be 
all of the toxic, terrible shit that we didn't talk about about Gamergate. We didn't we didn't talk about Trump's election. We didn't talk about just like the unearthing or the uncovering or the revelation, the sort of like the we, we turned the opacity slider down on exactly how gross shit was for for a lot of folks who didn't know that already. To be clear, a lot of folks absolutely knew that already, but that's revealed itself in the last decade. Um, and if there is one little tiny piece of piece of hope that I have, it is that we the a lot of people know better. Mm-hmm. I don't think Waypoint Radio exists a decade ago no. where we can talk openly about this stuff. Period. And like the fact that we a decade can ago, now, I don't know that I necessarily knew enough to even speak to it. Like I, I totally as, as someone that was part of the machine. I know grew up in the machine. Yes, like was around egg. Giant Bomb when Bioshock Infinite came out, our problems with that game were not any of that stuff. I was reading Lee Alexander. I was reading that stuff. But, like, I I am a living testament to how that stuff changes as part of the machine and the impact folks like yourself and others being in that machine can, you know, it's not a perfect machine, but it, but it changes it in the direction of at the very least awareness right. and like people trying to be conscious of what they didn't know and trying to do better. I think a lot about uh, Alex Navarro inviting folks from Game Workers Unite onto the E3 couch this year. That's mm. a small thing. It's not a, that's not a big ask on the part, part of Alex to do that, but that he does that is a thing that's like, let people sit in front of you and explain what is necessary to, to change labor conditions in this industry. Like open those doors, have those conversations, slowly push the culture. My, Hope is that the 2020s continue to do that, even if my belief is that, like, like Kosigan says, like, that we are fucked. Um, I just hope that we are. Well, I just, Kos- the other part of Kosigan's speech, yeah. that we forget, is he says it doesn't have to be this way. Right. He, he calls for we should be rioting in the streets of Redwood City, <laughs> and tellingly, there's not any studios in Redwood City anymore. Nope. But. Uh, I think the the point is this system only works if you are willing to be lubricant in the gears rather than sand. Yeah, totally. So, as we tend to say around these parts, we'll be back tomorrow with some more. But until then, fuck capitalism. Go home. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. But we can't because we have to record one more podcast. I'm I'm going to run to the bathroom. We'll take a real break. We'll take a real break. Which one are we leading off with? Game Game of the Decade. Game of the Decade. All right, cool. Ready? So, right. So, the way this is going to work is... Don't tell me how this is going to work. There's a format. The first... we'll, we'll explain the format. Wow. I was like, we should explain the format once we start doing it. Okay, that's Let me fine. do like a quick yeah. intro. Yeah. Wait. Okay. What? Yeah, I got the timer. Okay, go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't believe this. I can't believe I'm being fucking timed. Well, yeah, but don't start the timer yet. Yeah. Because I have to do an intro. We'll let you know when the timer starts. Did you send your timesheet? Yeah. Okay. Did you? Yes. No one... They don't make us... No one asking me... me? 
No one's at, did you send your timesheet? You just send one in. 